When it comes to learning how to manage the hard emotions of life, there's almost nothing more powerful than figuring out how to take control of your own thought process, how to stop the negative thinking, how to quit overthinking things, how to take every thought captive to Christ. And that might sound completely impossible today. It might sound kind of irrelevant today when you think about screaming at your kids or arguing with your husband or struggling to get out of bed because you're just so overwhelmed and burned out and sad, or you can't stop thinking about all of the things that you're worried about. Well, if we can figure out some secret weapons for managing the thoughts that are popping into your head, you are going to gain so much control over your emotional reaction. And from there, it's a lot easier to communicate well with the people you care about and build intimacy and deepen your marriage and enjoy parenting and soak up every minute of family life, which is exactly what we talk about on this podcast. The Love Your People Well podcast is here to help you build up those family relationships and enjoy family life, even when it's crazy, even when there's hard emotions, even though life is not picture perfect, you can still enjoy family life. And I want you to, and I know you want to, and that is why today we're going to pause and I'm going to share some of my favorite counseling strategies, hacks, action steps, whatever you want to call it, for how to stop that negative thinking so that you can manage those emotions, engage with your people, and enjoy family life more. So let's get ready, friends. This is going to be really helpful and hopefully even a little bit of fun. All right, let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Well, if you have listened recently to the Love Your People Well podcast, you know that we are doing a deep dive into some of the really common but really difficult emotions that most Christian moms deal with. We've already talked about, well, we've already talked about the overall impact of your own emotional control on your family because you're not an island. You don't live in a vacuum. You live in a house with other people who you have to interact with, you want to interact with, and your emotions play a big part of what that home life and those family relationships look like. And we've done a deep dive into sadness and depression. Last week, we talked about anxiety and worry. And one of the really common themes that has already come up, and uh, spoiler alert, it's going to continue to come up when we look at anger next week. And then we're going to look at 
uh, loneliness and stress and burnout. And this same little topic is going to pop up again and again and again, because it is such a powerful action step. It's not necessarily easy. It's not simple, but it's incredibly powerful when you figure it out. And that is our goal today, my friend, is to start figuring out how to manage your thought life, how to stop that negative thinking, which is triggering all sorts of hard emotions. And from there, as you probably know, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, your emotions are impacting how you communicate with your family, how you connect with your family. And it's really difficult to deepen your marriage or your parenting and enjoy that family time if you can't get the emotions under control. And that's why today we're going to take a look at some very practical steps. It's actually my five-step process. Well, I say my, I did not invent this. (laughs) This is highly grounded in biblical principles. It is um, well-grounded in research in the psychology field and counseling. So this is not like some process that I have created of my own, you know, creativity. Um, This is a five-step process that's going to help you stop that negative thinking, change the direction of your thoughts so that you can get back to enjoying family life. Now, I'll remind you of my disclaimer that I am a therapist. I do the counseling. I do all of these action steps with women all the time. But of course, this podcast and the resources from Love Your People Well are not professional advice. I'm not your therapist. Um, And, you know, I think it's important that we are always on the same page about why we're here and what we're doing. So as we're tackling the topic today about how to stop the negative thinking, let me just start by acknowledging this is a little bit different than the question of how do I stop overthinking, which is also definitely linked with hard emotions, especially anxiety, uh, but also anger and stress and depression. So today we're talking about the negative thinking when your mind is just filled with you know, jumping to that automatic conclusion, but it's always negative or or assuming the worst about people, expecting bad things to happen, just dwelling in your mind on all the, the bad possibilities. That's what we're talking about today. And in our Friday Faith follow-up, we're going to tackle the other side of it, which is more of that overthinking. Like I can't stop thinking about the what ifs or my to-do list or other things in my life that aren't necessarily really negative, but it's definitely not very helpful. So we are going to break those apart, even though some of the action steps are very similar. We are going to ground our conversation today in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. And um, if you listened last week when we talked through anxiety, we looked at Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 6, verse 7, and we're kind of building on that today because what what Paul tells us in chapter 4, verse 8 is, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, 
whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And when we tackled depression, we talked about one of the action steps being challenge your negative thinking. Don't just assume that it's accurate or correct or true. (laughs) You need to actually question it and challenge it because a lot of times when we're stuck in a negative headspace, those thoughts are not completely accurate and true. They're also not helpful. And often, really, they're not holy. They're not pointing us in a biblical direction. And then when we talked about anxiety, we also talked about taking control of your thought life. So how do we stop these negative thoughts and replace them with what Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 is telling us to think about? Because if you're thinking about all the bad things that could happen or are happening, if you're kind of obsessing about what people should have done or didn't do or, or, or just the negative things that are going on, well, by default, then you're not thinking about things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy. And so we need to flip that. We need to stop the negative thinking and start the positive thinking. Not a false positive of just like, you know, put on a happy smile and pretend everything is okay. But to focus on things that are genuinely and deeply joyful and true and peace giving and life giving and positive. Now, ultimately, that's going to come back to thinking about the things of Christ. Thinking about God's word, thinking about the gospel, meditating on God's character, um, reflecting on what God has done for you or for people that you love, working on things like gratitude and patience and contentment. Everything of God falls 100% in line with verse 8 here. He is true. He is pure. He is lovely. He is praiseworthy. So whenever you're stuck, even as we're about to talk through these five steps of dealing with those negative, unhelpful thought patterns, whenever you're stuck, turn to the Lord. That is a great place to find positivity, encouragement, beauty, goodness, no matter what it is that you're currently thinking about. So with all of that in mind, with this goal of stopping the negative thinking and turning to the positive thinking, Let's walk through a five-step process for how to do that. And I'm going to call them the five R's, partly because I'm kind of corny and I really like alliteration. I find it funny and enjoyable and helpful. (laughs) And also because it actually fits with what we're talking about. So these are the five R's of stopping those negative thought patterns which are triggering hard emotions, which then make it really difficult to engage with and enjoy your family. So step number one is recognize, recognize the current negative, unhelpful thought. If you don't recognize it, you can't do anything about it. It will be impossible. It could happen by a miracle of God, because obviously he knows our hearts and our thoughts even better than we do. But if you are going to do something about these negative thoughts, you have to start by recognizing them. 
and not just recognizing the emotion. Oh, I'm really stressed out. Wow, I'm feeling anxious. Wow, I'm feeling depressed or sad or or whatever it is. That's helpful. But then you, we need to pause and say, well, what am I thinking about? While I'm feeling so anxious, what am I thinking about? Label that thought. Recognize the actual thought that is popping into your head, especially if it's one that's on repeat. It pops up again and again and again. Recognize it, label it, put words to it. And now you're in a position to do something about it. So you've recognized what the thought is. Step number two is to refute the thought. Okay, you're not just going to accept it and move on with life, which is probably what's kind of happening automatically. Especially if you haven't recognized the thought and it's just popping in your head and you keep on going with life. So now that you're recognizing it, you need to refute it, question it, challenge it. Don't just take it at face value. If the thought that's popping in your head is something like maybe I'm a bad mom, I'm not good enough, he doesn't listen to me, he doesn't care about me, I can't do this. I mean, there's all sorts of negative thoughts that can fill our minds. Okay, well, once you've recognized it, you need to refute it. You can ask yourself questions like, is this thought actually true? How do I know it's true? Why is it true? Is it true 100% of the time? Is there anyone in my life that might say, I don't know that that's completely accurate. And hopefully from there, you can identify what are the exceptions. If that thought in your head is, I'm not good enough, or I'm not doing a good job. I'm not a good wife. I'm not a good mom. Well, when are the exceptions to that? Because I'm going to guess if you're listening to this podcast and you care about that thought that's popping in your head, there are moments of life, probably a lot of them, when you, you actually are a good mom and a good wife. You care. You're trying. You're working on the relationships. So refute the thought. Question it. Challenge it. Try to find evidence against it. Is it a thought that God would say to you? Is it a thought your husband, your best friend would say to you? That is step number two, to stop the negative thinking. Recognize it, refute it. And then step number three is to replace the thought. So let's think back to the Bible verse we're working from here. Philippians 4.8 tells us that we should think about things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. And often it It just realistically is not enough to stop the negative thought if we don't start thinking about, replace that thought with something positive. Now, sometimes, yes, that could just be find a distraction so that you're thinking about something else. If you're kind of obsessing about something negative, then go, you know, read a book or have a conversation with a friend and now you're thinking about something different. But a lot of times, especially if it's a recurring negative thought, if it's, you know, finding yourself constantly thinking, I'm not good enough, I'm not doing a good job, Um, my husband doesn't care about me, you know, something negative, especially if it pops in your, your mind often, you need to find a replacement thought for that specific thought, something that is true, 
is good, is beautiful, is admirable. Not just a blind positive affirmation. Um, you know, hey, you can do it. Or I am good enough. Uh, I mean, that <laughs> that might be fine. It might be true. But is it strong enough? Is it really based on a a biblical truth about your identity in Christ or the true goodness in your marriage or, or whatever the thing is that you find yourself thinking negatively about. So now that you've refuted the thought and you've maybe found some exceptions to that, you've recognized this is not true all the time. There's something else that is going on. Use that to help you come up with a replacement thought. And actually tomorrow in our Faith Fiverr Club episode, um, and that's our private podcast for the Patreon community, quick little five minute episodes every week, we are going to share, or I'm going to share quite a few, I think I have like 10 or 12 right now, um, little tips and tricks that I've used over the years as a counselor to help people do this, to replace the thought, not just come up with the new thought, but how do you actually remind yourself of it? When, you know, you're not maybe feeling your best, you're feeling sad or anxious or depressed or burnt out or whatever it is in that moment when this negative thought pops up, how do you actually replace it? How do you remember to do that? How do you remember the good thought, the positive thought? And that actually leads us straight to step number four, which is remind yourself of truth. So you've recognized the negative thought refuted it, challenged it, questioned it, you've replaced it, you've thought of something different that is more positive, more accurate, more helpful. Now you need to remind yourself of not only that positive thought, but remind yourself of truth, which often comes back to the gospel. Trust me, my friend, nothing in life is more true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, or praiseworthy than our Lord Jesus Christ and the reality that he loves you, he has chosen you, he has already died to cover every sin, every screw up, every mess up in your life. He's already covered that. He's already died for that. And he has risen again and is alive today. He has given you his Holy Spirit, the power and the strength and the goodness and the beauty of God himself living in you. Doesn't mean we do everything perfectly, but it does mean we have that direct access to the one who is perfect and who can help us in our weakness. Those are some of the truths that we need to remind ourselves of when we're stuck in a pattern of negative thinking. There is absolutely nothing negative about the gospel. It is good and it is beautiful and it is true. And so, yes, remind yourself of that new replacement thought instead of thinking, I can't do this or I'm not good enough. You might have a replacement thought that I'm trying really hard. I I care and I'm doing the best that I can do and I'm turning to the Lord and the Lord will give me strength and the Lord will give me wisdom. Those are all different thoughts that you can focus on and remind yourself of truth. And then step number five, which is the one that is absolutely necessary and yet we don't want to do it. Step number five is to rehearse 
Rehearse the situation again and again and again. Practice it. Repeat it. Repeat it. Rehearse it again, again, until it becomes more normal. Because the reality is when we are stuck in a pattern of negative thinking, it's usually a habit. It is not something that you are consciously deciding, well, you know what, I think I'm going to start, you know, maybe spend the next five to 10 minutes thinking about how much my husband just doesn't seem like he cares about me that much. He doesn't listen very well. He's not very romantic. No one is going to decide, I think I'm going to think about this for the next few minutes and see how I feel afterward. Trust me, you're not going to feel great. It's just a habit. Our brain gets caught in a pattern. And so once we have realized we can recognize the thought, refute it, replace it, remind ourselves of truth, well, now we need to rehearse that again and again and again. Rehearse the positive thought review the gospel. Maybe that could be number six, (laughs) but just rehearse it. Imagine what's going to happen the next time that this thought pops in my head. Well, I'm going to stop it and I'm going to question it and I'm going to think about this other thing instead. And then you put reminders around your house or in your phone or tell your friend or whatever you need to do so that you can rehearse it again and again until it becomes more normal. So that one day in the heat of the moment, When your husband maybe does do something a little insensitive and that automatic negative thought pops right up, oh, he just doesn't care about me. He just doesn't get it or whatever the thought is. It becomes just as normal to say, well, okay, wait a minute. Actually, that's not always true. He did something rude right now, but that is one moment of our marriage. It is not the entirety or the definition of our marriage. And you can start just automatically challenging that negativity and replacing it in the moment with something true and good and helpful. So my friend, I hope that these five steps are helpful. Again, recognize, refute, replace, remind, and rehearse. I'll have them all spelled out in the blog post if you're more of a reader. So head over to loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash blog and you can find that there. But really just don't try to do it alone. Don't get stuck thinking nothing can change. Because absolutely, by the power of God and in his grace, everything has already changed and it is still changing. And he would love to give you the wisdom in that moment that you need, to give you the encouragement in that moment that you need. Maybe it's conviction that you need. Maybe it's simply grace. He is there and he is in it. And the more that you start challenging and changing and stopping this negative thinking, the better you're going to feel, the better you can manage your emotions, and the more you're going to enjoy family life. You'll be able to deepen those relationships. Your marriage and your parenting are going to feel more peaceful and more enjoyable, and you're going to connect more and it's It's all good things, my friend, when we try these five steps to stop our negative thinking and take our thoughts captive to the Lord. And we will be back on Friday in our Friday Faith follow-up to talk about kind of the other side of thinking and what do we do when we're overthinking. It's maybe it's not necessarily super negative, 
but it's like you just can't turn your brain off. That can really get in the way of managing our emotions, also of being in the moment with our family. And so I'm going to share the uh, 13 secret weapons to stop overthinking so that you can find more peace. You can be in the moment. You can enjoy family life. That's where we're going on Friday. So make sure to circle back to the podcast then. Um, Hit subscribe or follow so that it pops right up into your podcast library. And in the meantime, my friend, try out the steps, recognize, refute, replace, remind and rehearse so that you can stop that negative thinking and get on a healthier and holier track in your own mind. That is all I have for today, my friends. So hugs and blessings to you. And I'll talk to you next week.